Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hello. How is everyone doing? I wish we could, like... I wish podcasts were live sometimes, you know, where we could be like, like a radio show. You know what? I think they call, I have, they have that. It's called radio. <laughs> <laughs> What's a radio? <laughs> Too young for that. Just kidding. <laughs> I guess so. I think a live podcast would be cool. Although maybe we could do something. Maybe we could do like an Instagram live or something like that. And people yeah. could ask us questions. I think that would maybe be a fun thing. I um, listened to a couple of podcasts that, they do like live tours and I think that's so cool. Not that we're there yet, but they'll like go on tour and do their podcast live. And I'm just like, that's probably oh, so like, fun. Like with an audience? Yeah. Like they like, Oh dang. I don't even know how else you would describe it. Like they literally were always be like, Oh, our live shows this month are here, here and here. And it would be kind of, hmm. I guess, like if you were to go to like a comedy show, like similar. Yeah. Vibe. Would we but- be on a yeah so they're like on a stage and they like do a topic like live to an audience okay okay so putting this out there let us know if you would want to see lattes and lifting live somewhere perhaps a brewery yeah i guess i'm thinking Um, like we're world travelers but we could make it smaller we're going we're going live from london um (laughs) We are now international. I'm thinking a local establishment. Um, I'm sure, I mean, we had, we started this podcast only thinking we'd have a handful of listeners and we have lots of really loyal listeners. So I feel like a lot of people would maybe come and see us in person and then we could have like a live Q&A. We could talk about um, whatever we talk about. You guys could see us in our toques and hoodies. Um even if it's August, we'll still deliver. Don't worry. Hundred percent, we will. Hundred percent, we will. Um, Drink a beer. So, hang <laughs> I think that would be great. I think it would be so fun. Um, we just have to. If you know a venue, if you own a venue that would host us, let's chat. Um, <laughs> I think it would be really to start the off topic. Here we go. Um, oh, wins for the week. Do you have a win? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like all my wins have been like business related, but I'm just going to keep rolling with it. And I already talked to Jess about it, but it's not this. Um, I got I was ahead on work this week and Jess knows me and anyone who like not that you guys on the podcast don't know me, but know me in real life. That doesn't happen very often. But last night I literally went to bed and I didn't have anything that didn't get checked off my to-do list. I didn't have anything to panic do at 11 p.m. I could just like read my book and go to bed. And it was a magical feeling. I won't lie. Wow. Good for you. Very adulty. Very Um, Yeah, I have a couple wins this week. Um, A gym win is that I... Went to CrossFit on Monday and we did a lot of really good technique work on um, doing like uh, toes to bar and chest to bar. So with a kip swing. Um, and so just so for the haters, we do practice the skills. Um, anyways, and something clicked in my brain that hasn't clicked before. And I actually got a little bit of momentum. 
Um, loss for that though, is that I kind of got like a little bit of a rub on my thumb and it still really hurt. Um, what a wound. But other win this week is that I was actually on a different podcast. Uh, I know I'm not cheating on you. Uh, I was just, uh, so one of the certifications that I have is from Jesse Mundell. She, her um, course is called the Postnatal Specialist Academy. And she has a podcast called To Birth and Beyond. And they're launching um, the course again and she wanted a bunch of people who've done it to come on and chat about their experiences and how it's changed them as a coach and so she asked me to come on and they did so it'll be like a five to ten minute segment um but that was kind of cool because um she reached out to me and that was um kind of means something when somebody who's like way up here reaches out to somebody who feels like they're down here um so yeah that was great um it's been a busy week, actually. Um, Did you plug lots the podcast of, on her podcast? You know what? I, I didn't. Um, it didn't feel like the vibe. <laughs> By the way, side note. I also have a podcast. Um, I didn't plug, I didn't plug the podcast. Uh, next time I, I will. I'm going to try. Um, again, this is off topic, but I'm going to try to start plugging the podcast in my TikToks because oh, I get a lot of people on my TikTok account. You have a lot of TikTok followers um i feel like and, i'm still like a views. fish in the tiktok world oh totally the app is wild to me and people have like millions of followers but um i did recently learn i could be getting paid to do tiktok videos so that's cool even um, in canada yeah so you it would just oh, be dang. like uh like working directly with brands not under like, oh okay fund it would just be like working with brands um, oh, okay okay the business coach i work with um, Erica Eileen, she basically was like, you should not be posting about any products on your TikTok for free because you do have like a decent following. So that was cool. But anyways, I was thinking it would be a good idea to like mention the podcast in some TikToks because that's free content. And I don't get I like to people over there that like pay unless they come over to my Instagram, mm -hmm. but like podcast is an easy yeah. for them. I like where your head's at. Um, this could be good. And, and. I, the people that I do share our podcast with, I'm like, guys, we have three seasons of wonderful content that you won't feel lost if you start listening from the beginning. Um, maybe with some current event stuff, but the information is solid. Um, so yeah, good idea. Maybe we should start promoting the podcast a little bit more. So, and then yeah. we could have a live show somewhere. I'm going to try to plug it on my TikTok a little, so hold me to cool. that. But anyways, not what we're talking about today. But but sort of leading in, because this topic, this comes up a lot. Um, TikTok, Instagram, a lot of things going around all the time, but maybe more so amplified by worldly events and things like that. Is, um, it's a very polarizing space. Yep. And we're going to talk about bias today. So to lead us off, I'm going to read you with the definition of bias. This is from the Cambridge Dictionary. Okay, so this is real English, real British English. Real English. The action of supporting or opposing a particular person or thing in an unfair way because of allowing personal opinions to influence your judgment. So, and I, we've talked about this a little bit before. 
uh, we had an episode, I believe season one, and it's called I Used To, But Not Anymore. Yeah. Um, and we talked about things we used to believe as trainers, coaches, athletes. Um, and so this is gonna be kind of like that, maybe not like personal specific stories of embarrassing things we used to do to ourselves, uh, but more of just how to know if your bias is really showing and maybe what you can do about it. And I think this is important too for consumers in the health and fitness world, for lack of a better word, to kind of like be aware of just in the industry and be able to kind of notice when coaches are very biased towards Mm -hmm. one thing or against another, because I think it can be hard, hard in the health and fitness world to know who to trust, know who to work with. And I think anyone who has I think you should draw lines in the sand as a coach, but anyone who has a very hard, it's this way or no other way opinion Mm -hmm. is probably not the coach you want to be working with. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a good example of that would be that I draw a line in the sand and that I don't coach specific fat loss. Mm -hmm. I don't coach um, tracking macros, calories, anything like that. I coach intuitive eating, but I'm not like biased towards that because I recognize that there are other ways to do things. It's not wrong. It's just not what I do. And so when people come to me for nutrition coaching and they're like, I do want to track, I want to do fat loss. I send them to Jill because that's not what I do, but I also don't think it's wrong. It's just not right for me and the people that I coach. And it would be different if you were sitting on social media being like, I don't track macros, so nobody ever should. And I don't believe it's actually a thing that. A hundred percent. I think that's the difference between like knowing your niche and working with a coach that specializes in the area you want to focus on versus a coach. Mm-hmm. Like you either do it my way or there's no other option for you. Yeah, totally. And, and I think it comes out a lot in the, if we're flipping it to be more of like the gym setting um, a lot of hardcore biases come out and I find, and I'm sorry if this is you, if there's any other coaches that listen to us, but if you are hardcore biomechanics talking to you, um, these are the people who say, don't ever lift like this, or don't ever do this movement. Don't ever round your back. Don't flex your spine. Um, yeah. They're, they think that the body moves in one way and one way only, and that's it. Um, they're also usually the people that hate on burpees and kipping pull-ups and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think anyone, which, as like a general warning, anyone you see that's like, this is wrong, and I'm not going to tell you why it's wrong. I'm just going to tell you it's wrong. Run fast and far because they're is and especially in the work we do me with hormones vitamins that kind of stuff there is things that are hard nose but i can also tell you why i'm not just like don't do that mm-hmm. and i and have no explanation for you <laughs> i think it's probably because in the hormone space we and when i say we i mean females have been fed a plethora of misinformation or no information at all about our bodies and what they do and that what they don't do and hormones and things like that. And 
we all have different biases because of experiences that we've had. And that, I think that's really important to say is that it's not your fault no. that you have a bias. You, you can have a bias that. towards anything. It's just what you've taught, what you've learned. And that's, that. it is what it is, right? Um, and I think, yeah, hormones and stuff is like, that was a really weird pronunciation, hormones. <laughs> you <laughs> like should hormone? see when I, when I use my uh, voice to text to, ex- like, I use voice to text all the time. Um, but when I use it and I say hormones, it separates it into, like, whore hormones. And I'm like, I love it. Not what I um, but with regards to hormones and stuff, I think we all have a different idea or we've all learned a little bit differently what our bodies do and what they don't do. And so when the actual facts come out, um, we're like, Uh-oh. how could I have, how could I have made it to the ripe age of 38 and not yeah. know that? I mean, I only learned, okay, full disclosure. This is a little bit embarrassing. I only learned at the age of like 35 that when you're on birth control, like hormonal birth control, the period you're getting is not a period at all. And 35. I guarantee you, you just told that to someone listening. And that's not like, that's just not a fact we're taught. And it's something like if I you had told yelled- me that, I would have been like, well, no, I'm, I'm bleeding. Mm-hmm. So that's a period. It doesn't, what do you mean that's not a period? And then when I actually found out, I was like, I have been hoodwinked. Yeah, so I'm actually reading a book right now, and it's called Your Brain on Birth Control, and it's fascinating, Um, and it's self-explanatory. It talks about how females' entire physiology and psychology changes when we're on birth control, which is wild Mm -hmm. to be learning about as somebody who has been on some form of birth control for 10 years, and for some women, that's been... 30 years, but Mm -hmm. that's a really good example of a bias is I get yelled at on the internet all the time for speaking on periods and birth control and educating women on the fact that just because you bleed doesn't mean you get a period. And if you're not ovulating, which if you're on birth control, you are not ovulating, you're not actually having a period. And that offends a lot of people because their (laughs) bias is very that in what they've been taught. So I get yelled at all the time. Why are you spreading misinformation? Why are you telling women to be scared of birth control? And anyone who gets that instantly defensive, I'm like, whoa, 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 I am not the problem here. Let's figure yeah. out what the actual And I problem. think I think it's important that if that is your gut reaction to something, in this case, we'll say that it's um, a reaction to finding out things that you've thought before or whatever is, why do you think that or why are you having this reaction and is it because you feel like you've been hoodwinked is it because yeah right you're like oh my god i think Um, as females we should be mad that we aren't properly educated on 100 (laughs) percent um is it because you have been given misinformation most likely or is it because at one time you learned something and since then science has changed which we know it i mean if anything in the last two years we have learned is that science information surrounding science changes all the time all the time remember when they told us that like masks didn't do anything well why were they wrong um so you know and i think it's i think it's interesting that 
a lot of people say, are like, oh, I love science because it's black and white. Um, no, you are wrong. Science is not black and white. Science is basically science trying to prove itself wrong over and over and over and over and over again to make better science. Um, we're not changing anything unless we try to prove it wrong, right? So like scientists actually historically want to be wrong, right? They want the scientists that come after them to be able to prove their theories wrong. That, that's how science works. I'm or sorry if that's, I'm sorry if I've just blown your mind with regards to science. Yeah. Um, but I actually, speaking of TikTok, I saw a TikTok the other day that um, there was like, uh, it was one of those ones that somebody says something and then you're supposed to stitch it. And it was like, stitch this with something that you couldn't believe, you didn't believe it. It's such a weird fact that you didn't believe it. And the guy was like, um, I didn't realize that since like, you know, the 1990s to now, we have developed a vaccine for chickenpox and kids don't get chickenpox anymore. He was like, somebody told me, what? You had chickenpox? Nobody gets chickenpox anymore. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know if Jill, if you're past, if you're in that stage where you did get chickenpox as a kid or if you're past I that. I should have, but I never did, which makes no sense because, like, my sister had it, and I'm just basically a superhero who never got right. Okay, but I wasn't vaccinated for it when my sister had it. So, so when I was a kid, everybody got it. Literally, our parents had like chickenpox parties to try and get everybody to get it, and you get over it, and you'd be fine. Kids don't get chickenpox anymore. They get a vaccine called varicella, and they don't get it. And that is something that has changed in like, what? 30 years. Like 20, 25, almost like maybe 30 years. That's insane. We're like literally like, I'm like, I'm getting really excited because I love science. It's we're seeing science right before our eyes, right before our eyes. Like, it's so cool. Um, But, you know, somebody would be like, Wait, everybody gets a chicken pox. Like there's no there's no vaccine for the chicken pox. Yes, there is. There's hundred percent of vaccine for the chicken pox. Yeah. Um and you biases, don't have to get it. yeah, biases are really easy to confirm also, which I think is a <laughs> also Thanks, Google. in the last two years <laughs> is doing your own research. But so I personally am a giant nerd who reads research papers all the time. But that's not me typing it into Google and confirming my bias. That's not me going to Google and saying, is birth control bad for you? Because the internet will confirm whatever your opinion is. You could Google Mm. that the sky is green and there would be an article being like, yep, it sure is. So doing research and Googling things are two very different, um, I guess, tactics. Like when I'm totally. When I'm reading research papers, I'm going into Google Scholar and I'm keeping it simple with no opinion. Like I'm Keywords. Googling, yeah. I'm Googling. Uh, You're like holistic, female hormones or like infertility. Yeah. And then or I you're read like read about all the things that work and yeah, don't work. Birth control and health, like whatever, right? Like you're not Googling, you're not question, you don't put a question into Google Scholar. That's not how it works. Yeah. If you're putting your opinion into Google and reading what- And then here's the thing. What comes up is not um, a blog from some 
who uses essential oils on her kids instead of vaccines. What comes up is a legitimate research paper with sightings and findings and, and actual research. And here's the other thing. You can't just go to Google Scholar. If you're thinking that you might want to Google Scholaring, it's very, make yourself, make sure you have some time because you can't just read the abstract from a study and get the idea. You have to read it and read what they did and their findings and all these other things. And if you only read the abstract, you're only getting this tiny little part of it. And if you don't know how to read research, thanks university, um, you, you're probably just gonna be lost in a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Um, just symbols and letters you don't understand. Yeah, so. and, and I'm not saying that you can't do some Google scholaring. I'm just saying, just be prepared for what is about to come your way if you choose to do that. Um, but maybe stop reading blogs of women who use essential oils instead of vaccines. Yeah. Um, because that is in a, like when you do like regular Google versus like Google Scholar, you're getting opinions over here. And it's like um, literally why like your mom tells you not to Google things when you're sick. So my mom who listens to the podcast. Who's a nurse. Is a nurse. And she would <laughs> probably want to chop my head off every time I came upstairs as a kid and was like, mom, I had this lump on my arm. So I Googled it. And now I'm pretty sure I have brain cancer. Because if you Google, am I going to die because of a rash on my arm? Google's going to be like, yeah. yep, say your goodbyes. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's true. And even, um, you know, if you are going to search for things, just beware of the source that they come from. So you're looking for things that come from, you know, governing bodies like the CDC, or it's like Alberta Health Services has like a or thing about university it. University or... or yeah, like actual places that do science, um, not, you know, <laughs> yeah. For Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> like, where anyone can go and edit what is said in the article. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, and I think it's important to know, and I may have already said this today, but it's important to know that everybody has biases. And it's because um, of the way that you were taught or the way that you were brought up. We all have biases toward like, um what would be one that would be something of how you were brought up like um like if your parents had a were really vocal about a certain political party or a certain like lifestyle that they didn't permit or you know um even if even if you even if you grew up in a house where maybe your mom was always trying to lose weight or doing weird diets and stuff you would have that internal bias that this is what women do. And it would be really hard to kind of break that generational thing that repeats itself that you're like, oh, all I'm going to do is like spend my life, my adult life, trying to lose weight and trying all these different diets and all this kind of stuff because that's what my mom did and that's all I know. And so you're biased to that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But if you follow people like Jill and I, we might help you sort of challenge those biases and think, oh, maybe there's another way. But I think it comes up and it's problematic when it comes up and you're like, I can't eat carbs. Yeah. 
and I've always learned carbs are bad. And mm -hmm. you don't have any open-mindedness. I'm doing all these hand signals right now. <laughs> we should be live. We don't have any open-mindedness to the fact that carbs might actually be helpful and maybe you'll feel a lot better and then maybe you won't overindulge on certain things because your body is satisfied. And anything that I think anything that when you hear it, it's a hard no, that is your cue to spend more time in that area. Um, yeah. Because it 100%. means at some point you've been taught that way. Something has probably confirmed your bias. Like if it is something like carbs are bad, which is something I hear every day still, something has probably confirmed that bias for you. So maybe one night you ate, you went out for dinner and ate bread and then felt bloated after that now has confirmed your bias that carbs are bad. That one time. <laughs> but if you're already focused on finding a reason why that needs to be true, those little things are going to just continue to confirm your bias. If I'm dead set on confirming that birth control is bad for you, if somebody's like, oh, I get cramps during my period, I'm like, well, it must be birth control. Like that, all those little things are just going to continue to confirm that. Whereas if you're noticing that it's like a hard no, um, if someone disagrees with that, that's your cue to spend some more time exploring why mm -hmm. that get some opposing opinions, do some actual research on the topic. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas with me speaking about birth control, I get yelled at about it all the time, but I will also happily hear the other side. And I will also happily say mm -hmm. if birth control worked for you and works well for your body, I love that. But that is not the case for everyone. So yeah. finding sources, people, whatever it may be that will speak on both sides is important and mm -hmm. will acknowledge that like, well, what I think may be true. I also know the opposite is true for people as well. We don't all mm -hmm. have the same experiences in life. So we're obviously going to have different opinions on things. Yeah. And I think it's important to separate bias from like actual scientific facts. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't to say that you should absolutely question every single piece of science that comes your way, because um, let's face it, none of us are really qualified to do that. Um, I think it's appropriate for us to say, well, you know, you should get this medical treatment or vaccine even, um, and say, okay, is this right for me? Is it, you know, even if I don't think it's right for me, is it right if I get it for the greater good? And I think we know what vaccine I'm talking about here. And I think enough of enough people, whether or not they really wanted to get it for themselves or felt like it was for them, the reasoning beyond yourself for the common good is reason enough to change your opinion mm -hmm. of said vaccine, right? Yeah. That's not a bias. That's just you being a good, decent human. Um, and not think a bias would be like, no, vaccines cause autism. Yeah. And that, can which is not true. <laughs> obviously with different scenarios, you have different kind of like check boxes to go through. If your current bias is carbs are bad, I won't want to eat them. That bias doesn't actually affect anyone else around you if you choose mm. to create carbs again in your life. So if you That's choose to ever check that bias and never further educate yourself, 
you're just missing out on a lot of really delicious food, but it doesn't affect us continuing to eat carbs. No, I don't care if you eat carbs or not, but I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, and it's the same <laughs> when I speak on... I keep coming back to birth control because it's the most controversial thing I talk about on my platforms. Um, but it's the same when people yell at me on TikTok and they're like, well, I take birth control and it works perfectly, so you can't tell me not to take it. Cool, take birth control all day. I don't actually care. I just care about being like, hey, here's the facts. Here's the science. Do what you yeah. want with that information. <laughs> In regards to that, like, if it is doing its job and everything and you're not getting any side effects, that's great. But if you're having weird side effects and you're still on birth control and maybe it's not the right one for you, like, and I'll be honest, like I've seen all of Jill's TikToks and I know that never once has she said, don't go on birth control. She's always like, you have to do what's right for you. However, if you're getting these types of side effects or these symptoms, maybe there's a different way that you don't have to deal with that. Um, if you're happy dealing with that, like, cool. But also this TikTok wasn't for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe you're on the wrong side of TikTok. And, you know, I'm on a really weird side of TikTok for a while, um, given that I'm on like mom talk and mom talk is like, there's probably there's Dang. probably endless bias like, in the mom's world. Like mom shaming is out of this world. Oh my god. So. There was there was a whole thing of the whole community. There's a whole different sides if you say like breast is best. And people are like, no, fed is best. No, fed is the bare minimum. And people will like go to and I'm like, you know what? You feed your baby however you want. Is Just your, feed baby your baby alive? Like, You're doing great. <laughs> there was a whole side of TikTok that was um, shaming people for using strollers and not baby wearing. And I was like, okay, um, you you're not my people. What, what, what if you don't want your baby touching you 24 hours a day? Hmm. I, I guess there's no lab. You just put them on the floor. Like they have to walk. Like this is how we evolve. I don't know. Um, but yeah. And I think maybe that's, what brings a lot of people to TikTok? In I feel like this this podcast could be about TikTok. Um, is that things that are polarizing get lots of views? Mm -hmm. um, like there was this there's this one girl who's everybody stitching right now in Mom Talk, and she was to be to be fair, she was one of the ones who started with this whole like um, about breastfeeding versus formula feeding, and she called formula feeding mom lazy and everyone like lost their mind and i was like well yeah. first of all i'm a formula feeding mom and i'm not lazy because i wash a zillion bottles all fucking day yeah. <laughs> so if that's lazy guess i'm, I'm lazy, lazy. <laughs> um but she used a sound and it was like and her premise was if you call your kids um if you if you call your kids assholes and whatever behind their back, I'm not, I don't want to be your friend. And a bunch of people are like, like, does that affect you? Does it really affect you? Do you care? And like, yeah, sometimes like no parent, maybe some people are, but not very many people are truly being like, I hate my kids. Right. It's, it's a way to vent and say, yeah, my kid was being such a dick. Um, 
that I could say that, but there's no way that my four month old is consciously being an asshole. It's just, she's not capable of manipulating me. I'm convinced my dog is purposely an asshole often. Oh, dogs are assholes all the time. 100%. Cats, even worse. Um, But like, Imagine if somebody said that ever, like, oh, if you call your cat an asshole, I'm not your friend. Fine. But, you know, scientific fact, cats are, in fact, assholes. (laughs) But, like, it was just, like, a weird thing. And I was like, are you just saying things now to be polarizing for views? Or, you know, like, and there's so many, there's so many things that are biased in the birth community, right? Is, like, cesarean versus vaginal versus breastfeeding versus formula versus baby wearing versus strollers versus baby led weaning. Oh my God. Do not join a baby led weaning Facebook group. Just putting it out there in the universe. I left one the second I got in because I could not even. And I think it's funny when people are like, well, if you do this, I'm not your friend. And I'm very much like, if you're not willing to see both sides of things, or at least like, listen then I'm definitely sides, not your friend. Then I'm not. You can have your everyone's allowed opinion. You're allowed to have your biases. You're allowed to never check your biases if you don't want to. But I just think it's important to at least be open to hearing mm-hmm. both sides. And I think that's the overarching theme where if your immediate reaction to something being told to you or seeing something on the internet is like, I'm mad check with yourself and be like, why am I so mad? What led me to be this angry? And is there something else going on here that I maybe need to spend some more time with? I need to research with, yeah. support with. And if you gather all your resources and still believe that the way you're doing things is best for you, sick. Continue on, live your life, mm-hmm. do your thing. Um, Providing it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. You don't want to eat carbs? Don't eat. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. You want to take birth control? Take birth control. I don't care. Um, yeah. You want to use a stroller, not use a stroller? I do not care. And I don't care what kind of stroller you use because that's a thing too. Just so you know. Like, Jill, if you ever have kids, man, do not buy the wrong stroller. <laughs> I'll just be like, Jess, help. I don't want to actually, I don't, I don't think know what to do. I get you. I see, this is the thing is Jess doesn't actually care what anybody thinks about how she raises her child, um, which I've been told is actually an advantage to having children later in life is that just yeah. don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. Somebody, they're like, oh, are you breastfeeding or formula? Feeding? I was like, formula. And they're like, oh, why? It doesn't None of your business. Yeah. <laughs> like, but- at this point, we I care? get yelled at on the internet enough that by the time I'm a mom, I'll be like, what you got for me? You going to yell yeah. at me? Go for it. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny. Um, there's actually a there's actually a TikTok trend that's like um, kind of bored, might jump into a mom's group and ask them like how much diet Coke I could give my two month old or something random like that. Like, it's very funny. Um, those are my kind of moms that are like, you know, like, um, do you know? I don't know. That's I can't think. I can't think right now. Bomber kicked it. Um, but yeah, I think like in general, there's bias about everything, and you need to decide what are hard no's for you, mm-hmm. 
And again, if they don't affect anyone around you, you can have as many hard no's or as hard yeses um, as you want, but at least be willing to learn about the other side and make an educated decision, which is my theme with coaching. I am here to provide education and facts and you can do whatever you want with the information you're given. Well, and I think that that's really important is that truly coaching is not me telling you what to do. No, it's me giving you the tools and asking you the right questions and you figuring out what's best for you. Yeah. That's what coaching is. I mean, yes, I'll give you the exercises and whatever. Um, maybe that's a little bit different, but truly when I'm asking you all kinds of questions while I'm designing a program, you're making those decisions for me as to what's going to happen. Um, and we've talked about this all the time when we were both um, working in person together, when our clients would ask us questions. I love when clients ask us questions and I know you're very similarly because we have done the work to understand why we do things the way we do them. So mm-hmm. my client will always be like, sorry, I'm asking you this. And I'm like, literally ask me every question you can think of. Challenge what I'm telling you. Ask mm-hmm. me about why I am saying things the way I am. Because if I cannot mm-hmm. give you a reason and I cannot back that up with science, not because it happened to me once mm-hmm. upon a time, then I shouldn't be giving that advice or telling you those things. Mm-hmm. And if the only reason someone can give you is like, if I was like, Hey, IUD is not the greatest for you. And someone was like, why? And I was like, well, because I had one and it didn't work well for me, which is true. But if that was my only reason to explain that to people, it's not good enough. I need to be like, well, research shows X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can share a personal experience, but I think we should almost keep that to not a minimum, but we should use caution when sharing our personal experiences with clients because um, that is biased, Mm -hmm. right? I could say, yeah, you can do whatever you want exercise wise in your pregnancy because you're going to feel amazing because I did. That's not fair to the person who feels like garbage. Yeah. And it's Um, why I think as coaches, we should be sharing the research scientific facts. I 100%. posted on my TikTok the other day after I posted something about birth control. Oh, I literally, the TikTok that got me yelled at recently was me saying that birth control has side effects and people were like, nope, it doesn't. And I was like, it literally has a tablecloth sized <laughs> piece of paper. I bet you threw side it effects. out though. So. Literally, it's that big. But um, <laughs> then I told my personal story because somebody commented and was like, who are you to talk about it if you don't even know what IUDs do? And then I was like, oh, you want to hear my personal experience with IUDs, which well, led me to researching things? It's not even like what they like, who are you to accuse me of not knowing what they do? That's just knowing what's inside your body. If you don't know how an IUD works, you shouldn't have one in your uterus. Mm-hmm. Um, and admittedly, I only just got one, um, full oversharing on this podcast today, but I didn't really know anything about them, um, up until whatever, but I talked to the doctor who was going to insert it and they made sure that we chose the right one, um, that was going to do what I wanted it to do. And I didn't let any biases of people saying that I was in excruciating pain from getting it in and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, we'll see how it goes. Turns out I felt nothing. 
Um, but that would be my biased opinion too, is I was like, well, it's not that bad. I didn't feel a thing, but that doesn't mean that you, I can't, that doesn't, that invalidates your experience if you had an excruciating pain upon insertion or whatever, right? Like that's not fair. You're allowed to not know. I want to make that very clear. You're allowed to not know things. That's fine. Yeah. But you don't have to know everything. It is your fault if you choose to never know and you choose to never Mm -hmm. learn. If you're just like, oh, well, I didn't know that whatever birth control has side effects. Cool. What are you going to do now that you've realized you didn't know? Are you going to choose to just be like, well, since I don't know it doesn't have side effects, it can never have side effects for anyone? Or are we going to explore that a little bit more? And that's why there are professionals out there. There's why there's coaches like us that specialize in those things. So you don't have mm-hmm. to do the research. You can say, yeah. hey, Jess and Jill, answer this for me. And we've totally. done the research or we will do it for you yeah totally maybe we should um uh maybe we should do like another q a episode um where you guys can ask us your hot burning questions about things that you're not sure of maybe we'll do that on the next one since it's top of mind um maybe that's a good place to kind of peace out for today i can hear my child having a fit in the background she had her four months immunizations today so probably not having a great day not gonna lie uh but But we will not be getting polio or meningitis no chicken pox over there (laughs) well that doesn't come yet but later yeah um they start with the big ones like polio and tetanus and diphtheria um all the sort of diseases we have eradicated thank you vaccines and science we love and you. The fact that doctors tell you when to give your child what you don't have to research what vaccines your child gets. Yeah, one. I mean, and I'll just sidebar and say, like, look, um, vaccines don't cause autism. That's a fact. Um, whether you choose to vaccinate your kids or not, it's totally up to you. However, could you live with yourself if your child got polio and was severely disabled? That's I could not, you get to knowing it. that it's, um, it's totally preventable. Um, if you've never decision, if, yeah, you get to make all by yourself. Yes. Um, cool. Um, good chat today about biases. Um, maybe let us know if you've got any biases and we can like help you work through them. If you're not sure if there is another side, um, we can, yeah, we can chat if we about that. triggered anything and, in- in your beautiful little brain today feel free to if it's something we reach out let's chat we probably have information (laughs) on one of our pages and we can send you in that direction so as always questions comments concerns you can find us at lattes and lifting podcast on instagram and you can find me at if you care about my tiktok which is more like behind the scenes and me getting yelled at on the internet feel free to come hang out is at jill.april and then my instagram is at jill underscore april fitness and i am at jlac fitness on all the socials including tiktok but i haven't posted anything in a while but feel free to send me funny tiktok yes and uh, <laughs> we will catch you guys next time thanks for hanging bye